CPA and CFP Don Cash has made it his life's work to help people like you plan their finances and achieve their retirement goals. It's time for your money and your life. Well, hello and welcome to another edition of Your Money and Your Life with Don Cash. I'm Mark Haywood alongside Don Cash, a CPA and CFP at Donald W. Cash and Associates with an office in Red Bank. Find him online at donaldcash.com. That's donaldcash.com. Or reach out and give Don a call at 800-664-1183. That's 800-664-1183. Don, we're glad you're here for another podcast today. Welcome back into the program. Thanks, Mark. Great to be here. Always a pleasure to be with you as well. Don, we love doing these podcasts because there's so much financial information out there, right? On the internet, even us on the podcast, sometimes we can get into the weeds. We acknowledge that. But there's this universe, just this vast universe of retirement planning knowledge. And if you're not careful, it can be really overwhelming. How do you help folks to kind of simplify their financial lives? You know, Mark, that's a great way to put it. The universe of retirement planning knowledge, it is huge. There's so much information and data and facts and information we're getting from different media sources. I think there's a way that we can develop a process to move from confusion to clarity is the way I put it. One way to do it, I'd like to visualize a pie as the universe of retirement planning knowledge. Better yet, a pizza pie. I know here in New Jersey, we love our pizza, Mark, and, and we like it thin crust. You know, I know parts of the country, they like the, the thicker crust. Sure. We like the thin crust. Chicago like style. Mine. Not a Chicago style. This is New Jersey, New York <laughs> style, Mark. We like it. We like it. Some controversy. More well done. I like pepperonis and anchovies myself, which my wife does not really care for. But let's mentally divide this pizza pie into slices. And I like to divide this into three sections. One is the things that we know. Okay, we can liken that to one slice of the pie. And those are things like we need to save more, spend less, invest wisely, they're very rudimentary basics, and, and that would vary from one person to the other. There's There are things that, that people know more than one person might know more than another. There are things also that we don't know, okay, things like tax changes and the effects of tax changes on our lives, Medicare rules, the stock market level, what it's going to look like a year from now. In fact, I call this the things that we we know that we don't know, right? Sure. So that would be one slice. And that's why many people, getting back to the stock market, that's why people think they should hire a financial planner to make a prediction. They're looking for you know, that crystal ball of what Mr. Planner thinks that the stock market's going to do in the next month or six months and how the election's going to affect the stock market over the next year or so. The third section, the third part of that pie, and this is where the remainder of the pie falls into, are the things that we don't know that we don't know. So I would liken that to the rest of the pie, the remaining six slices. And this is the area of knowledge that's more vast and can really hurt us. So give us an example of that. So we will, first of all, to recap, we've got the information we know, 
There's the information that we know we don't know. I mean, we we know that we can't predict the stock market, as an example. And now you're saying there's information that we don't even realize that we don't know. Give us an example of that. You know, I run into this all the time, but I'll give you a couple of things that come to mind. One is, do you know that your health insurance or what your health insurance, I should say, covers if you travel overseas or if you're on a cruise? Many people don't realize that Medicare is very limited for any kind of coverage overseas. And once you get beyond Canada or areas close to the border, even with the Medicare supplements, it's quite limited. And you'd be surprised to learn that if you have any kind of a health issue, that you may be on your own. That's why people often look into or look should look into travel insurance when they travel overseas. Another area that I find that comes up from time to time, or this is actually a pretty common thing when we get into estate planning, is what happens to your IRA when you pass away? You know, Mark, a lot of people don't realize that the heirs to your IRA are not controlled through your will. Now, let me say that again. So if you intend on leaving your IRA, let's take the example to your children, more commonly to your spouse, sure, of course. or to your children, or perhaps uh, if you don't have children to nieces and nephews, and you have a will that indicates that your assets will flow that way, the flow of the IRA assets are not dictated by your will. They're controlled by a different document. It's a document called the beneficiary designation form on the IRA. And this is true for 401ks and, and life insurance plans as well. So Mark, I'll give you an example of that, how that works in reality and how it worked for us and our family. Uh, several years ago, my wife's dad passed away and she's the youngest of six kids. So dad had a, an IRA and all six kids were the beneficiaries and she is one of the beneficiaries. The IRA was with a bank and we were at the point in the estate settling process where the uh, IRA was going to be distributed to the six siblings. And we went to the bank and proved that indeed my wife was one of the beneficiaries and they asked how we wanted the distribution to occur meaning that if we checked off the first box they would send us a check for our share or my wife's share of the ira and if we check that box all of the taxes would have been due on the ira in that year if we checked a different box the IRA would have set up been set up differently. The taxes would have been spread out over my wife's life expectancy, and there would not be that big tax hit in one year. So many people don't realize that once their dad or whoever it is that leaves them the IRA passes away and they're a beneficiary, there are decisions to make at that point that could affect the taxation of the IRA. Sure. And it's another great example of just not knowing what you don't know. So as we've established, there's this universe of retirement planning knowledge. There's all this information out there. 
And if you're not careful, you can get lost in the fray. We've divided it into the knowledge that you know, the stuff you don't know, but you're aware that you don't know it. And then some of these areas we've just discussed that you're not even aware that you aren't aware. Um, So we're hoping to bring some self-awareness in today in the podcast. I'm going to stop saying the word aware now. But all that to say (laughs) that all of this fog of information can cause mistakes in your planning process. So, Don, I believe you've broken it down into five key planning mistakes that people make throughout some of the fog, some of the haze here. Let's just go through them one by one, and let's kick it off by talking about general disorganization. Yeah, that's. Uh, I like the way you put it, the fog. So let's navigate through the fog, if you will. Number one, I find, is typically is that point, Mark, disorganization. When I meet with a prospective client, the statements are often all over. There are bank statements and brokerage statements and 401k statements, and there are literally files bulging. And if I ask a simple question, what is a summary of your net worth? And they often have to scramble around to assemble all of these statements. So there's no simple one-page summary of assets. Now, these folks are not broke, Mark. Quite often, they're very good savers. They just find themselves in a position of not being organized, not having everything together in one place. The second thing that I find is most common is that there's no income or expense plan in place. I think that one too, Don, comes a lot of times from just folks have this number they've saved up in retirement. Maybe they've saved their half a million dollars or their million dollars, whatever it is, but they haven't really thought about how that's going to generate income. They haven't considered some of the other income producing investments or things like social security either. Absolutely. So let's just break that down. Typically in retirement, the income portion would fall into what's known as the three-legged stool of retirement, which would be social security, pension, and distribution from savings, investments, IRAs, that sort of thing. Now, for many people, they don't have a pension any longer. Those who do are in a, a much better place. But let's go back to the social security for a moment. There are many people I speak with that are close to retirement age. They could be 60, 62, 63 years old, and they don't have clarity on the social security rules. And they're asking themselves, when should they collect? Should it be age 62, full retirement age, which varies depending upon the year you were born. It could be 66 years old or 67 years old or something in between. Or should they wait until they're 70 years old where they can draw the maximum amount of income from their social security. So that's one area where many folks don't understand is the social security rules. The other you touched on is not knowing how much they can safely distribute from savings and investments. So the question is, if they're drawing income, how much could they draw out? of their IRA or their 401k or their savings without the risk of running out of money. However, there's no way to determine that unless we know what the expenditure list is. 
Now, I call it an expenditure list, not a budget for a reason. A lot of people feel really uncomfortable, Mark, with the idea of a budget. It just seems so constraining. And as I mentioned earlier, many of the people that I speak with are good savers. They're not going into debt, spending more than they earn. However, they really don't know where the money's going. There is no expenditure list. So it's hard to say how much money they need from year to year and if their money will last because if we look at the timeline of retirement, it could last decades, right, Mark? Oh, decades and decades. I mean, that's the thing, too. Thanks to longevity. We're living longer in retirement. You could live another 30, even 40 years after you retire these days. Absolutely. And some of these expenditures inflate at different rates. So if we're looking at their expenditure list, or if there is none, we don't know where we're going with the expenditures and how they may inflate over time. The third area where I see that there's a lack of of knowledge or, or people get into some potential mistakes is a poorly diversified portfolio. Too much uh, often, Mark, is invested in stocks and for the risk tolerance that someone has, it may be disproportionately heavily weighted into stocks. And often it's the same types of stocks. And I'll give you an example. It could be more commonly stocks like Google and Apple, Facebook, Netflix, the common hot popular stocks that people hear about on TV, read about in the media, or the other side of the coin. Conversely, there is very little in the way of stocks in someone's portfolio and too much in cash because they're simply afraid of a market crash. I'm thinking back specifically to 2008. I mean, that's in recent memory. A lot of folks remember that, and I think they're scared. They don't want to get in now. I mean, they're folks that took their money out in 2008, didn't put it back in, so they missed out on this big wave that we've just seen in the last 10 years. And now that we're seemingly at the top, they're afraid to get in now because they don't want to watch the market crash again. Absolutely true. Or if you can go back further in 2001, 2002, from that period of time, the stock market was down almost 50%. And further back, 1987, we had that heavy one-day event where the market was down over 20% in one day. So last year, we had a correction, but it was a relatively minor correction from October to the end of the year. But this leaves people with no way to assess their risk. They're going more on a feeling really than any kind of a tool that can diagnostically assess their risk and give them an, a good idea of what their true risk tolerance may be. We have to ask ourselves that question I mentioned before, what happens if we do live to age 100? Will the money last? Will the expenses inflate more than the assets can grow? So those are some key questions to ask. And I think that brings us right to point number four. I mean, the fourth mistake people make is they don't have an asset protection plan. That is key. You know, there's two things that I find that just about everyone I speak with are most afraid of. 
We mentioned running out of money a few moments ago, just because their money won't last due to the course of inflation and their assets not growing as much as it should. The other is getting sick and running out of money. So that is something that most people have either in the forefront or the back of their mind. And we're most likely to run out of money typically due to a health problem. According to uh, Fidelity Investments, the average couple is going to spend over $250,000 out of pocket in health expenses. And Mark, that's not including long-term care. Right. Long-term care, that's another question mark altogether. And that's one of those elements, too, that so many people don't want to think about. At the same time, statistically speaking, you're more likely to end up end up in a nursing home than not. You know, that's true. The odds are very high that at least one person, if they're married, will need some form of extended care mark. In New Jersey, the cost of care can exceed $150,000 a year per person. I've gone through this in my own family. My dad needed care for about 13 years and my grandparents needed care for a number of years. So this is something that hits people at a very personal level. It has for me over the years. And that's one area where people are often very vulnerable. So aside from a solid plan for healthcare, considering that if that isn't properly covered, we need also proper legal documents. Now, when I say legal documents, it's things like a will, power of attorney, an advanced health care directive, typically called a living will, uh, or perhaps a trust. So if those plans are not properly set up, that could cause a big problem for the family, whether it's the spouse the children, or who you intend on leaving your assets to. Certainly, Don. And this kind of brings us into point number five here. We're talking through, of course, these mistakes that we're making. But you could have done all of these areas right. You could have planned well in these different areas. But it won't matter if you don't have a true purpose for your money and your life. That's the name of the podcast, isn't it? And I think that almost is the most important point, and it's one of the largest mistakes that you can make if you don't have a purpose for your money. Absolutely. I think the big picture, Mark, is we have to look at what is our legacy? What do we truly value? For many people, it's their family, of course, security, peace of mind, faith, freedom, love, of course, but often our actions don't act in concert with our true values. So we have to make sure that all of these match up. There's a vision for what matters for us in life and that our actions match up for our true purpose as well as our true purpose for our money and the true purpose for our life. So, Don, what does it look like to find that purpose, that vision? And then what does it look like to execute on some of these other areas we've discussed as well? I know that you cover all of these areas when folks come in for a meeting with you and your team. Yes, absolutely. So first thing is you could uh, take the time to give us a call at the office and we're going to get organized and have a conversation about these things. Now, it doesn't happen overnight. Getting to where you want to go is certainly a collaborative process. And 
we're going to sit down and go over these issues, discuss what's important to you, what your concerns are, what keeps you up at night. Let's start with that and then move from confusion, dealing with these concerns to a clear intent, purposeful plan. If you'd like to get that purposeful plan, if you'd even just like to find out what it is you don't know about your wealth and just start to get organized, you can reach out to Don Cash. Give him a call at 800-664-1183. That's 800-664-1183. Get answers to some of your questions. You can come in for a complimentary visit with Don there at the office. It's right off of Garden State Parkway, exit 109. And just begin that journey of retirement begin that journey of planning and giving purpose to your wealth one more time that number is 800-664-1183 well don before we wrap up the podcast today i want to help folks make a cash connection before we wrap up the podcast today we want to help folks make a cash connection this is where we just let you pose your questions to don We've got a great one that's come in this week. It's from Arnold in Westfield, who says, A financial advisor once told me to consider doing a stretch IRA. Oh, yes, one of those buzzwords we hear out there. But I heard Mm -hmm. something a few weeks ago that said new decisions from Congress might end this option. Can you shed any light on that strategy and if it's going to be around anymore? Good question, Arnold. Well, first of all, let's be clear. A stretch IRA is really not a type of IRA as much as it is a, a rule that states that the beneficiary of an IRA does not have to take the money out of the IRA all at once. So I'll give you an example. Let's say, for instance, I leave my IRA to my son. And at the time that I do so, I am 70 years old and my son is 45 years old. Well, at 70 years old, I need to distribute the IRA, or 70 and a half is really the rule in distributing the IRA at a certain rate, depending upon my life expectancy. And that life expectancy is different for someone who's 70 or 75 than someone who's 40 or 45. So the beneficiary gets the benefit if the IRA is titled properly within a certain period of time after my death, my son, in this case, would have the opportunity to title that IRA in my name and his name. So it's an inherited IRA separate from his IRA. So it can't be commingled. And that IRA can be stretched out over his life expectancy where he only needs to take out a smaller distribution each year based on his longer life expectancy. So that IRA is not a type of IRA, but the stretch IRA speaks to the tax code. Now the IRS, Congress, is always looking for ways to get more revenue, Mark, into the coffers of the federal government. And if they have to wait for the life expectancy to conclude of my heir, that's a long time. 
So they're always looking to fiddle around with that rule to accelerate the tax impact on the beneficiary. So in fact, that person has to cash out that IRA sooner than they do right now under law. So right now that stretch IRA rule does exist. It may not in the next two years, five years, 10 years, as of now, it does exist, and it's very powerful. It speaks to the compounding of interest and the ability of the money to grow over time. Does that make sense? It does make sense. We thank you for clearing that up, and thanks, Arnold, for writing in. As always, we do love to feature your questions in the Cash Connection on the podcast. If you have a question for Don, you can call and submit your question that way. You can go online to donaldcash.com as well, and who knows, we could feature your question on the podcast Reach out to Don Cash one more time. That number is 800-664-1183. That's 800-664-1183. Don, as always, thanks for joining us on the podcast. Thanks, Mark. We'll look forward to another episode of Your Money and Your Life. Investment advisory services offered through Donald W. Cash & Associates, LLC, a registered investment advisor in the state of New Jersey.